morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. You can ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, you can join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook where accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we will be running a poll. So please do engage with it, and I'll reveal the results at the end. So for those who don't know me yet, my name is Evan Radzikova, and I'm a part of digital team in GMED, G chapter accountants in Northern Ireland. My role is to oversee and help to implement digitalization uh, internally and externally and um, helping our clients uh, with the digital onboarding. And also um, I would be looking into how to make your work processes more efficient and effective. I also oversee our payroll, uh, VAT, and bookkeeping department. Um, we do have three offices in Northern Ireland, and we do have also very successful forensic department as well. So first of all, quick recap. I, I know you probably hear it quite a lot. So I would like to just recap on job retention scheme. As we know, the, the job retention scheme support um, uh, for 30th of October, the deadline to submit was 30th of November. And um, for the November claims, the deadline um, to submit is 14th of December. And now we're going to roll on each month. So it's the 14th for the previous month. So it, it makes it kind of more clear and you can be more up to date. In terms of the self-employment support scheme, uh, we do know that the claim number three, the, the claims opened, applications opened from 30th of November 2020. You need to make sure before you claim that your business has been adversely affected by the COVID restrictions, okay? So uh, make sure, guys, that you kind of take a critical view back uh, that you're not claiming what you shouldn't be claiming because there are many businesses who really need the help um, and government being very supportive so far. So we wouldn't want to see um, people trying to abuse this um, scheme. Uh, so it's very important. Um, speak to your accountant, but as before, uh, self-employment support scheme claims, you have to do them yourself, which is different. Uh, from JRS scheme. Now, very um, favorite, would I say, or very frequent topic these days is the Brexit. So uh, as, as you know, things are going to change from January 1st, and um, there are many things that are still not clear or not finalized, so we don't have really a full picture as such, as, as everybody knows, but make sure if, um, you have a business that you are being prepared, that you consider um, 
if you need to do anything to, to be prepared, um, especially if uh, we're talking about importing goods from EU countries where you will need the EORI number, which is Economic Operator Registration and Identification Number. This is very easy to get if you Google EORI, and at least you will have something in place. Um, so as I said, there are many things that still, they are not still clear. So if you, if you keep uh, looking at HMRC website, um, so that you can make sure you are being updated. Now, um, another topic that is kind of very frequent um, for me at the moment, um, we have seen quite a big rise of uh, self-employment or setting, new, setting up new businesses overall. Um, many people that lost their jobs and they exploring the idea of you know trying to work for themselves or there, there was an opportunity maybe to set up a company to work for another company and things like that. So um, I would hear this a lot. You know, I, I'm thinking about becoming self-employed or I'm thinking maybe setting up a limited company, but um, what, what do I need to think about? So there are a few pointers I would like to give you guys. You need, first of all, you need to research your market. You need to research whether there is a need for what you want to do, what you want to offer. You need to know your competition. Um, you need to know whether the idea you have isn't already there or if it's there, who is doing it, what way are they doing it, what is your unique sell selling point, how you are, how do you differ from your competition. So this is very important and be very critical because you can have wonderful ideas, but um, they might not be viable if, if you have idea that nobody else is doing, you need to ask yourself, is there a reason why people are not doing it? Maybe it's not profitable or it's very difficult to set up. So be very critical. Um, one of the other things I would hear many times, oh, I'm going to sell this and produce this and offer this service. And then I would turn and I would ask, do you know how much it's going to cost you to produce um, this product or to, to deliver this service? And um, many people, the, the clients don't know. And this is very critical. You need to be aware of all the costs because that's where it all starts, but that's where it can all finish very quickly. Because if you get your costing wrong, um, that's really bad start uh, for your new business. So you need to make sure that you get pricing, for example, if you can get things from different suppliers so that you, you, you get your costing right and you do your research. And then based on this, obviously, you need, and this is a need, a must, you need to make a business plan for six, nine months, 12 months, two years. It's very important. It's okay if it will need to be updated because things will change. But you need to really be able to estimate, put it on the paper. This is what I think it's going to be. This is how much I think I'm going to earn. Because you, you, you need really to be realistic about it. Okay. 
also your friends and family um, are very good sounding boards. So trash out your ideas and don't get offended if somebody tells you, oh no, this is this is a silly idea, or you know, they, they don't like it. No, kind of use this criticism as a kind of fuel for you to, to think think more about the idea, whether it's feasible, whether it's viable. Also, you need to decide whether you want to go self-employed or limited company. There are different tax treatment, different way of paying salaries or taking money out of the business. Your accountant will be able to help you with that. Also, depending on your business, think about insurance, professional indemnity, public liability, in terms of health and safety, wherever, if say for example, if you have a gym or if you have a kitchen, you need to make sure that you kind of abide by all the rules and regulations that they are. Other very important thing, start to record your transactions. Start how you mean to go on, okay? So invest into accounting package and to accounting software. Obviously, I'm going to recommend QuickBooks because it's fabulous for small starting business and it can grow with you. So make sure, start as you mean to go on, make sure that you invest the time in yourself and in your business to start the proper record keeping. Again, depending on what type of business is this, you may need to consider whether you need to be VAT registered or not. This goes with export import, Brexit. So really a lot to think about depending on what you want to do. So again, speak to your accountant. The last thing, very important, which might sound as a cliche, but it is very true, I do believe, it needs to be something that you love doing. Okay, if you just see I'm going to have this business and I'm going to make a lot of money, but you would, you're not going to like what you do, you're not going to be happy. Because there is a saying, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in your life. And it is true. So make sure whatever you choose to do with your business, that you really like it. You have the interest in doing things. So I'm going now to start to take questions and there's already so many. So thank you very much for those. I have the first one from Valerie from Facebook Messenger. I am planning to hire my first employee in January. Do I need to register for PAYE with HMRC if he, she is the only employee I have? This is my first year in running and a business of my own, so I don't have enough knowledge on the matter. Valerie, hello, and well done for having the courage to, to start something new. Um, so yes, if you plan to employ someone, somebody who you will be giving work to do, providing a workplace for them, you do need to register with uh, HMRC as employer, so this can be done all online. It's not very difficult. You just follow the questions. If you Google uh, setting up PAYE scheme or becoming an employer, it should kind of guide you through HMRC website. 
um, it will ask you for for the things you know when the payment will start. You 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 can do it month before. So now, if you if you planning to start in January, it is actually a good time. Usually, HMRC will issue the PAY reference within a couple of weeks or three weeks, and then you need to request the authorization to be able to submit your payrolls online because. Now at the, at the moment, it's been for few few years now. The payrollers out there are probably pulling their hair if they hear me. Um, you need to be submitting payroll each time when you pay your employee through RTI real time information reporting. Um, but it, it will it will guide you, and obviously you need to have some kind of software that will help you and will calculate. Um, it will help you to calculate all the taxes and everything. And also you need to consider the pension because it is compulsory now for the employer to provide employee with the auto-enrollment pension. Again, it depends on earnings and things like that, but just make sure you're aware of it. Um, Really for simple business, QuickBooks, again, very great choice in terms of setting up record keeping and then having a standard payroll as well. So everything is within one package. Um, If you contact the team, they'll be able to help you. Thank you very much for your question. Julius from Instagram DM. Hi, I started working as a freelancer and so registered myself as a sole trader. However, I have been able to close two big projects which increases my future income by a huge margin. It is wise to convert to a limited company now to save taxes. It is a complicated process. Julius, thank you very much for your question and well done for being successful so far. So this is very subject, subjective question and answer and it's not pure black and white, and it really depends on your other circumstances, not just on your business. So really, um, to do proper assessment, I would advise you to speak to your accountant. Obviously, if you see that your earnings are increasing rapidly, and this will be the case uh, in the future, there is a case of thinking about setting up limited company, it's not very complicated process, but you need to make sure it's been done properly. You can do it yourself online, but I would strongly, strongly suggest you contact your accountant for it because once you are a limited company as well, in terms of the reporting and the regulations, it is a bit tighter. Uh, the, probably the biggest thing that uh, I always tell, tell our clients, which they don't get uh, is that when you are a sole trader, um, you don't earn a salary, but everything you earn, it's your drawings, and that's what you it, what you earn, what you what you spend, it's your drawing, and it's part of your profit. If you are a limited company and you are director in the company, you can uh, withdraw a, a salary, some part of earnings as a salary, and then part of earning as dividend, which is... Um, in some way tax efficient. But once you are a limited company, the the company isn't properly 
yours, yours, it is yours, but you are just the director in the company. It, it's quite complicated, but at the end, yes, it is your company, but they are a little bit different rules uh, once you have limited company. So I would, I would advise you to speak to your accountant. Also, sometimes people would set up limited companies because it's giving their business uh, more seriousness, more weight. Um, then some people would want to set up limited companies because it seems as a bigger company opposite to being just a sole trader. So they are, and it all depends on which industry you're working in and, and so on. Um, but definitely something to consider if your earnings increased. And good luck with that, Julius. Esther from Twitter DM. I have applied for a bounce back loan in November, but haven't received it yet. Do I have to wait for the loan amount to be debited before applying for top up or should I make a fresh application? Esther, hello. So we are now in the 10th of December. Depends when exactly in November you have applied. My first port of call would be to call your bank to make sure everything um, that was requested that you have. Maybe check in terms of your reference of your application whenever you applied. There was, a, I'm sure there was a number of contact details. I would check um, whether everything that they asked you to provide was provided. I do not think you can apply for top up if your first one hasn't been approved. Uh, so you would need to check that, but definitely don't let it lie. I would, I would check. I would be checking because sometimes it, it is a small thing that they, they waiting for, but because they're so busy, it takes for them a long time to get back to you. So be proactive and check if there is anything else. It, it might be very silly thing, uh, you know, that, uh, they missing or they didn't see or you forgot to provide. So um, definitely check that first and then take it from there, probably ask for a, for a timeline. Usually it depends on the bank as well, but it's not a very lengthy process. I would say once everything is kind of well fit, fitting, everything kind of is sticked. So check um, with the source where you applied or through which you applied for it. And good luck with that, Esther. Gregory from Twitter DM. Hi, Eva. I want to make a 25K loan from a bank to fund some new equipment for my business. What should be my approach to avoid getting rejected? Are there any other alternatives to bank loans? Gregory. Hello, this is a very interesting but very complicated question, which again doesn't have an answer, I would say. Now, if you are approaching the bank for any loan, and if this is a specific loan, so we're talking about specific loan for your equipment, for equipment in your business. So you would need to show the bank how this new piece of equipment is going to increase the value of your business and increase the income, the cash flow, improve the cash flow in the business. So this will be very, 
important for the bank to show. And this is probably what they would be asking. So they might be asking for projections and the last accounts so they can see the difference um, between how much you're earning now and how much you would be earning once this new piece of equipment is functional and working within your business. So it's kind of, they're looking at the historical data, but in the future as well. So you need to be able to prove kind of you would be enhancing your business plan and saying, if I will have this piece of equipment instead of 1,000 products a month, I'll be able to do to produce 5,000, okay? So kind of you need to show the difference. And also you need to make sure that in your projections, in your plan, you can clearly state uh, what way you're going to pay off the loan as well. Okay, so that's very important so that the bank actually sees that you are able to meet those payments regularly. Okay, so a bit of a work for you to do. Again, uh, depending if you have already some kind of software or you don't, maybe go and speak to your accountant and ask them for pointers. Again, sometimes, I maybe shouldn't say, but sometimes it depends on the bank as well. Um, Speak to the bank manager. Uh, In terms of other alternatives to bank loans, uh, HP agreements, leasing, but again, probably a good worthwhile for you to think to those wherever you're going to buy uh, your equipment, speak to the seller, what other options do they have available and kind of have it broken down so you see how much it's going to cost you, how much it's going, how much you is, you're going to pay extra instead of taking the loans and things like that. So, uh, but definitely good luck with that. Sounds exciting. Um Norton from Facebook Messenger. My business is just four months old and I'm currently preparing for my first taxes as a limited company. What are the top things to keep in mind to be fully prepared before the deadline date? Hi, Norton. So your business is just four months old. Depends, few things you need to consider. When is your year end for the company? You would know whenever this has been set up. Um, What are the top things to keep in mind? For me, the top thing and what would be always saying to our clients, make sure that you do not mix private and business transactions. That's the worst nightmare that can happen. Make sure that your company has has their own separate business account. There isn't anything else going in and out of that account apart from anything to do with the company business. Make sure you are up to date with your records all the time. So not, oh, I have time. My my filing deadline is next year. I, I don't need to be doing anything. No. Go online today, buy a piece of software, preferably QuickBooks, again, very good for record keeping, and start to input your data. Don't be leaving things at the last minute. This is very, very important. And then once you are up to date, or if you need the help to bring yourself up to date, speak to your accountant, and they'll be able to help you 
what what to do, what to set up in your software, so you can see your data in real time. You can see how much you earn in uh, possible tax implications, how much you need to put aside. But it is very important to act now and be prepared rather than firefighting, you know, few months down the line where you are very close to the deadline. Um, I hope this answered your question and good luck with your venture. Linus from Facebook Messenger. Good morning. I have recently quit my job to go full-time self-employed. Can you please help me understand what running costs are allowable for tax offset? I want to invest in a new computer and furniture for my business. Good morning, Linus. Thank you for your question. And may I say very brave move for you, and I do hope it will work out well for you. So I assume you have set yourself up, uh, you have registered yourself as self-employed, and you have uh, received UTR, unique tax reference number, from uh, uh, the HMRC. Um, so if you have recently only registered, you will not have to submit the tax return by 31st of January 2021 because you are falling, your first income will be between 6th of April 20 until 5th of April 2022, which means that your first tax return, if you keep your year end the same as your tax year, would be 31st of January 2022. Um, Running costs, what running costs are allowable? So uh, I understand probably that you're going to run the business from your home. So there are different ways to approach this. Uh, obviously, for you are able to, to claim capital allowances for uh, your computer costs and some furniture in some cases. Uh, so this won't be offset in your profit and loss, so it won't be offset as a one-off, but usually it goes through capital allowances, but we do have annual investment allowance, which, for example, the computer might be able to fall into that. Uh, so depending if you are using it for solely for the business, and then obviously you can claim everything um, as business costs. Uh, in terms of what else is allowable uh, running costs if you are working from home, so HMRC allows about six pounds a week for six pounds a week for kind of running costs, electricity and things like that without having to prove receipts uh, and everything. If you think you will spend more, um, you can apportion depending if it's just one room in your in your home, you can apportion kind of based on the square meters or the size, whatever apportionment you choose. So you can apportion electricity bill, heating bill, um, and so on. So you can kind of uh, decide which option you will go for, but uh, be careful in terms of capital gains tax if, if you're working from home and want to claim in case you will want to sell the house in the future that might have some capital gains tax implications, but your accountant will be able to keep you right with that. Carmela from Twitter DM. Hi, are businesses who are under tier three restrictions eligible for local restriction support grant if they are not closed but still affected by the restrictions? 
Carmela, hello. So yes, if you are under tear free and you are not close, but still affected, uh, I assume that your activity is being reduced in some form. Um, so say, for example, if this would be a restaurant, but you can still do uh, deliveries, um, then yes, I, I do believe that you can uh, apply for those support grant restrictions. But I would speak to your uh, um, council in relation to this uh, and kind of be specific about this. So um, they'll be able to advise you on that. But I would say very likely if you can prove that your business has been adversely affected, I do believe that you would be able to apply. So um, this is this was my last question. And thank you very much, guys, all for tuning in. And as always, fabulous questions. Thank you very much. And I hope you, you learned something or my advice was, was useful for you. Um, I now would like to announce poor results. So we asked you, is Brexit impacting your business? 33% of you said yes, and 76% of you answered no. So um, I, I would have hoped maybe it would be a bigger percentage saying yes, but make sure even all of those who said no that it is true. Make sure your business isn't going to be affected in any way. Think about all you do in your business. Um, 33%, if you're, you know already Brexit is impacting you, I'm sure that you are doing all the steps necessary to make sure that the impact is as little, negative impact is as little as possible on your business. Again, uh, look for help on HMRC website. It's now being very regularly updated just to make sure that you're doing everything that you should be doing and that you are really being prepared and kind of that you're minimalizing the risk uh, that is connected um, with the Brexit. But um, I would like to wish good luck to all the businesses out there, um, especially who are affected by the Brexit, uh, because we are kind of going into very unknown territory. And um, the businesses will have to prove uh, resilient and they will have to show a lot of strength to get through. But I, I believe um, we will get there at the end. Um, if you have any questions, you can get in touch with the QuickBooks support team or myself on LinkedIn, uh, gmcg uh, slash Eva Mrazikova, or you can use our website for further contact details, www.gmcgca.com. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Royden Greaves, who is the co-founder of J.H. Fleming where he is the creative force and is working closely with clients on brand positioning, strategic partnership, marketing, and curve jumping. Tune in and get advice on how to scale your company. Reminder that if you need any more advice, you can join the official QuickBooks, Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group, where the accountants and experts are on hand 
I really enjoyed answering your questions this morning. As you see, I'm a little bit already in the Christmas mood. Um, so I would like to wish you all happy Christmas, um, mainly lots of health and happiness. And please stay safe, take care of each other. And um, I'll see you sometimes in the new year, as this is my last session for this year. And thank you very much for all your support. Um, and have a great day. Bye.